Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. What is going on, Bills Mafia? Welcome into the show. Welcome into the Overreaction Sports Bills podcast brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. I'm your host, the voice of the Overreaction Sports Podcast. My name is Joe Miller, and you can find me on Twitter, as always, at Joe Miller Wired. It is awesome to have you here. It's great to have you a part of the show, whether you're in the comments section or you are uh, listening post game or post pod or post whatever this live programming is. I'm just excited to have you. We got a big show, a king size show for you. And whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee on the drive to work at the gym with your AirPods in or now live with me on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, across the interwebs, let me just say one more time. Welcome. It's just so good to have you. The chat is blowing up. Got a whole bunch of the regulars in the chat, and I would encourage you, whatever uh, whatever platform you are watching on, it is preferred, I would say, that you watch on YouTube as the chat is far more interactive there. There's a whole bunch of folks, uh, regulars, and they chat bills. While the conversation is going on, they actually chat Buffalo Bills. But before we go there, I just want to say a couple things. First, jump to YouTube, like this podcast or like this video, whatever it is that you're watching. Subscribe. We've got a little over 900 subscribers on the Buffalo Rumblings uh, YouTube uh, subscription base. We want to get that thing to 1,000. We need 99 or 98 people within the next month or so. So we, before the season starts, we want to get it to a thousand. So do me a favor. If you are watching on YouTube currently and you have not yet subscribed, subscribe. If you're watching on Facebook, jump to YouTube and subscribe. But uh, we talk often and I've got to, I've got to, I've got to pay the bills fam. I got to, and I don't mean the Buffalo bills. I got to pay, I got to pay the actual bills. And, and this is one of those cases. And you hear me talk about them all the time. His name is right there down at the bottom of the screen, right there. Uh, this show is brought to you by the Market Dominator, and a lot of times you guys ask me who the Market Dominator is, and the Market Dominator at this point in time, I just want you guys to know, has helped several listeners of this show sell their homes. That's what he does. John is the best. Uh, John is a real estate broker with Keller Williams. Keller Williams, I tell you all the time, is the largest real estate broker in the entire world. My sister's here. What's up, Jamie? It's good to see you. Love you. Love you, fam. Uh 
And John is uh, constantly in the million dollar club. And basically that just means that he's like blowing it up as far as every time he does what he does. Here's the thing. If you're looking to sell your home, if you've got a home to sell, if you're thinking about selling your home, if you're not sure uh, what you're going to do, what you want to do, if, if you're looking to move to another state, John is what they call a life transition specialist, which means that he can help you even outside of Western New York. So if you were looking to buy a home, if you're looking to sell a home, call the team that is the best. He's the best. Why people ask me, Joe, why is he the best? The reason he's the best is because he doesn't let days pass. You know, like when it's like, well, we're hoping to get the inspection or we're hoping that the, you know, the buyer lines this up and they have it done next week and next week rolls around and you don't hear anything. And then like a week later happens and then you're trying to call your agent and text them and they don't respond to you. And they're like, well, I don't know what's going on. Apparently the, the buyer's agent didn't do anything. John doesn't let that crap happen. Like literally if John sets an expectation with you, he meets that expect expectation or he presses the other person's agent to make, to meet those expectations. So all that to say this call, John five, seven, one, six, five, seven, zero, three, two, nine, eight, his number again, five, uh, sorry, seven, one, six, five, seven, zero, three, two, nine, eight. You can reach him on his email, your elite broker at gmail.com. Here's the thing. If you call him, he's going to answer his phone. So just call him. You can also find him on Twitter. John is bills mafia. He's on Twitter at your elite broker, big show. Big, big, big show for you guys tonight, for the bill, for the fam, for the fam in the chat, for the fam that are listening to me, for the thousands of you that are going to download this podcast throughout this week. Big show, big show. Isaiah Hodgins finally got the big dog, finally got the six foot four, 215 pound wide receiver out of Oregon State on the show tonight. I'm going to bring that to you here in about four or five minutes. Isaiah Hodgins, stick around, is going to be on the Overreaction Sports Podcast, brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast, Vidcast, Multicast Network. Sorry about that. My throat was a little dry. Got some fun stuff coming up. Are you ready, fam? Dude, the season is around the corner. The NFL season, built the Buffalo Bills season, is stinking around the corner. Around the corner. It's insane. I don't know if you're feeling it, but I'm feeling it. We got a football team that's legitimate Super Bowl contenders. We went into last year almost like, well, they could be kind of Super Bowl contenders, but the goal this year is to win the East and maybe win a playoff game. And if they make it farther, great. But as long as we win the East in a playoff game, we're good to go. Fam, I'm telling you something. You are staring down the barrel of a legit Super Bowl contending franchise. All they need. All this football team needs is for Josh Allen to take a small step, that running game to become a little more efficient, not run it more, but become more efficient and get a pass rush that can get to the quarterback. And there's legitimately nobody that can stop this football team. Literally what I'm telling you, we had a conversation last Wednesday, Sterling Furrow and myself, Sterling from the cover one podcast on the Humpty hotline, who was filling in for Jay Spence. If this, if this, if this offense returns to form and there's no reason they shouldn't, top five NFL offense, top three NFL offense. If it returns to form and that defense returns to 2019 form and keep in mind, they went edge edge round one and two, and they've got Starla Tulele coming back. If that defense can, can return to form, which by the way is top five, that's what the form is for that defense. We, if we have a top five offense and a top five defense, it was in the comments section last week. The, 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 the few teams that are out there that actually won the Super Bowl with a top five and a top, uh, five, a top five offense and defense, meaning that it just hasn't happened very often. But if that happens, 
man, hold on to your, hold on to your hats, right? Hold on to your hats. This is the good stuff. Training camp opens Tuesday, July 27th at one bills drive mafia. That is less than nine days away. Nine. Can you feel it? I hope that the anticipation and the excitement is beginning to build uh, for this NFL season, not only because the Buffalo bills are good, but because we are going to be able to be there in mass tailgating, hugging each other, high-fiving, playing cornhole, smashing people through tables, all of us screaming at the other football team. We're going to get to be in the stadium at 100% capacity. We're going to get to be there. I hope you're feeling the anticipation and the excitement. The Bills have opened up. This is for those of you that have not uh, maybe heard this. The Bills have three games, or I should say three three practices, if you will. They've got three preseason practices, training camp practices open to the public. Saturday, July 31st at 10 a.m., Saturday, August 7th at 10 a.m., and Wednesday, September 1st at 12 p.m. This is what's up. I have tickets to two of these practices. McKenna and myself, my oldest daughter, uh, are going to be at the Saturday, August 7th uh, practice at 10 a.m. and the Wednesday, September 1st at 12 p.m. practices. Love to meet you. Love to get a bro hug from you. Uh, love to just uh, be in contact, in touch, whatever you want to call it. Uh, LFG Joe from Colt Schroeder. Colt, good to see you, buddy. Uh, but uh, we will be there. McKenna and I will be there. If you, The tickets are free. If you can get them, jump in, get tickets. Come hang out. I actually had a buddy of mine named Dana who tweeted at me uh, earlier this week and said, what's all the hype about? Is, is, is training camp? Is the practices? Are they really that fun? And they are. It's just a different kind of experience. There's a great deal of just kind of relaxed attitude. There's a lot of different position things and position drills going down. Uh, and then there's there's an aspect of uh, they, they run some like whether it's seven on seven or 10, 11 on 11 type stuff. They just do a lot of stuff. It's a cool environment just to kind of see them work through the progress and, and just work the process, if you will. So three practices open to the public. McKenna and I will be at the August 7th practice as well as the September 1st practice at One Bills Drive. Also, I just wanted to give this to you. Uh, and again, I've got Isaiah Hodgins coming in a second. The Bills' first preseason game is Friday, August 13th, 7 p.m. in Detroit. What a surprise. The Bills are playing Detroit in the preseason. The Bills always play Detroit in the preseason. Uh, this is a little bit of a surprise. The second Buffalo Bills preseason game, and I'll tell you what, August 13th can't get here soon enough. The Bills are playing at the Bears August 21st in a rare 1 p.m. Saturday start. Rare 1 p.m. Saturday start. And then the, the Bills will play the Packers at home August 28th at 1 p.m. as well for another rare one. Seems like this is what they're uh, maybe going to start trending towards. And I'll be honest with you, I don't hate it. And you can probably feel I'm excited, right? I hope that you're getting the energy from me. I'm very excited just about what's about to go down. We are just a few short days. We're not at, we're not at the point of hours yet. Shark Week is ending. NFL football is about to begin, right? That's like, that's like music. I need somebody, I need Jay Spence to write me, write me a song about shark week is ending, which means that the bill season is about to begin. But uh, a lot of good people up in the chat. Uh, Jay Spence, the King says 56 days until the home or till yeah, to the home opener until football season officially begins. Bill's first preseason game is again, again, as I said, August 13th, 21st is the second, the 28th is the third. Uh, I will be at the third uh, preseason game as well. Who are you most excited to see this preseason and through training camp? Tell me in the comments who and why, who are you most excited to see 
this NFL preseason? Is it Isaiah Hodgins, who I am, it's it's not a secret. I've been very vocal about the fact that I'm excited to see Isaiah. Uh, Is it Jake Fromm, just to see what the kid brings to the table? We've never seen him taking a snap as a Buffalo Bill. Greg Rousseau, Boogie Basham. I hear on Twitter, I see on Twitter a lot about Dane Jackson. Who is it that you are most excited to see? Uh, this preseason, I would love to know just kind of, so just throw it in there in the chat. Chris Jenke says, Isaiah Hodgins and Dane Jackson. I'm right there with you, bro. I want to see what Dane is going to bring to this team. Uh, Matthew says, uh, Greg and boogie. Uh, but, uh, it's, it's going to be an awesome time. Colt Schroeder says Knox Dawson Knox. He wants to see the potential growth in Dawson Knox. I can't, uh, I can't disagree. Chris Jenke also chimes in with, I'm also excited to see DeMar Hamlin. Uh, again, I just can't wait to see football. I just can't wait to see football. So with that, what we're going to do is we're going to transition. Now I see somebody said, Oh, Jay Spencer King says he's excited to see uh, uh, Sweeney, Tommy Sweeney. Yeah. It'll be good to see Sweeney. Uh, Steven Westerout says Moss and Singletary. We got to see something from that run game this, this year. That's for sure. So hopefully we'll start to see that in preseason, but uh, this is what we got. So what we're going to do is I'm going to bring in Isaiah Hodgins, uh, here in about 13 seconds. That's very exact. It's not really 13. I'm going to bring him in here in a second. Just one quick thing. Uh, Dale sure says, uh, Basham local Virginia guy. Uh, before I do, we're going to have an, I'm going to interview Isaiah Hodgins and I love Isaiah's candor. Uh, what he brought to this interview was fantastic. Um, you guys know my feelings about Isaiah. I'm looking forward to him. Jason Taylor. I'm just throwing these comments up says Hodgins, Stevenson and Sweeney. That's going to be a great battle between Hodgins and Stevenson. Uh, but, uh, this interview is fantastic. I really, really enjoyed it. He was very open. He was very candid with me. Um, he's just a good dude. He's easy to root for after Isaiah is on and Isaiah dips out. I'm going to bring back the bills mafia time to shine. For those of you that have not listened to my podcast during the season, I do a Saturday show, a preview or a pregame show. Uh, where I go through just who the Bills are playing that week, and I do a Bills Mafia Time to Shine where I take audio clips of you guys, Bills fans. Uh, They send me, they email me audio clips, and I play them on the show, and they tell me, they give me a prediction, yada, 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 and it's just their opportunity to jump on my show and be with me. Uh, So I've got one of you, one of your own, Bills Mafia, one of our own. I'm I'm a member of Bills Mafia. So I've got another special guest coming up uh, right after Isaiah, so please stick around. But what we're going to do is, without any further ado, we're going to jump right now into the interview with Isaiah Hodgins. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to prolong this any further. Get ready. Get your notes and paper. (laughs) Just kidding. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome into the show somebody who is six foot four, 215 pounds, I believe. He was a highly productive wide receiver in his three seasons at Oregon State, catching 176 passes for 2,322 yards, 20 touchdowns. He was second team all pack 12, drafted in the sixth round by the Buffalo Bills in the 2020 NFL draft. Easily, in my opinion, the player right now most anticipated by the mafia to see uh, suit up this preseason. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure. We've been working on it for a while to get him in here. Isaiah Hodgins, welcome to the Overreaction Podcast. How you doing, Isaiah? Good. I'm good. How are you? Doing great. So you're back in the 716. When did you get back into town? I got back earlier in the week on Monday. So I took a red eye on Sunday with my son, which I don't recommend to. <laughs> yeah, babies on planes late at night can't be. I mean, you you would hope or think that they would sleep, but yeah. It, pro- it probably doesn't go too well. So today is also 716 day. Are you familiar? Any festivities going on for 716 day? 
Yeah, I've actually been reading a lot about it, and I know there's a lot of events going on around town and stuff like that. So I've been thinking about, uh, you know, taking Junior and Maya down around and, you know, kind of exploring the town a little bit. Very cool, very cool. So how was break? How's the fam? Everything going good? How was the offseason for you? It was real good. Um, You know, after OTAs, uh, I went to my brother's wedding in Mexico, and then that was for like three or four days. And then after that, um, I went right back to training. So I went right to California, and I was there for about two weeks. And really just trying to work on some of the stuff that I felt like I could have fixed from OTAs headed into training camp and got back here a little bit early. So, you know, I can continue to work with the coaches here and stuff like that. So I feel like it's been going good so far. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. There was a Jordan Poyer was on uh, good morning football yesterday and he was commenting on how many guys are back early, like it, before everything even starts, how many guys are in the building and stuff like that, which is super encouraging. So let's get this thing started um, <clears throat> just with some questions. And I think what's always fun for, for Bill's Mafia, especially when, when we get to hear from candidly uh, p- current Bill's players is just is like this moment. You get the call, right? It's draft day. You finally get the call. You're going to Buffalo real quick. Just talk about that moment and the, the feeling of fulfilling a childhood dream. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely an exciting moment to finally, you know, hear my name get called off the board. Um, you know, I was expecting a little bit earlier, so there was a little a chip on my shoulder and I was, you know, a little bit mad, but at the same time I had to look and think like there's a, a lot of people out there who would kill to be in the position that I am to even be a six round draft pick. So, you know, I was definitely blessed and I was excited to, you know, get here with a vet room with Stefan Diggs and everyone and a team that was on the rise. So I was definitely excited about that. Yeah. Did you know anything? Had you talked? Did you know any players, I guess the way I would ask that, that, that had played or been in Buffalo before, before coming here? Or was it completely blind? Like, I don't know what I'm getting into. I just know what the media says. And here we go. I mean, only Jordan Poyer because, you know, he went to Oregon State. So right. both went to the same college. So that was the only one. But besides that, I mean, I haven't known any, and I haven't known anyone on the team or anything like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Buffalo is a different town. And I think the unfortunate part, but kind of cool part is you got here like amidst the COVID season. Uh, So you really didn't get to get out and kind of explore much and kind of find out what the city's truly all about. I mean, you guys were locked down pretty tight. You've got to be looking forward to kind of getting out and just like you said, just seeing what the community has to offer because you finally can, right? Yeah. I mean, being here this off season for, you know, my shoulder rehab and everything, it was, you know, a little bit of a blessing as disguise too. you know, uh, got to experience a lot with Maya and my son and got to experience the town a little bit more, you know, go to Niagara Falls, go to all oh, the haunts yeah. and the little hidden little food spots and stuff. So, you know, it was pretty fun to experience some of that stuff. Yeah. Wait until the border opens when you can get to Canada and actually see the falls from the opposite side. It's, it's literally, it's cool to be right there next to it, but you can walk up to the horseshoe side too. But uh, it, it, it actually, it's a, it's a beautiful thing, but it, they got to get that border open for us finally, because going to Canada is kind of what we do around here sometimes. But uh, talk about the frustration. You you mentioned a second ago that, that you, you had gotten hurt and had to rehab. Talk about the frustration of being hurt and having your, your rookie season ended even before it began, because frankly, you were coming on hot. Like there was a lot of great commentary and conversation about you from the media, the guys that could get in and see it about what you were putting on the field. Talk about that frustration real quick. Yeah. I mean, it it was a little bit, a lot of, um, some built up just like anger and kind of just, I was disappointed just, um, you know, my first rookie year and, you know, the whole off season and combine training and everything leading up to it and finally get drafted and super excited. And, you know, I know I had a shoulder injury in the past and I didn't realize it was going to affect me, you know, this much. And then going into camp, you know, it, it affected me more than what I thought it would. So, yeah. you know, once I finally decided with me and my agent and being that, you know, it was probably time to get surgery, you know, it was kind of a, a rough and like, you know, 
kind of just me questioning a lot of things. But, you know, I definitely think that my my faith helped me with that and my family and my wife and just sitting there knowing that, you know, uh, God's timing is always perfect. And, you know, maybe I thought I was ready for, you know, that moment just walking in as a rookie. But, you know, I felt like it was kind of God pulling me back and just being like, you know, let me get you healthy first. You know, like I'm, I'm ready to bless you, but, you know, on, on my timing and stuff. So I feel like it was definitely a blessing in disguise. But, you know, I learned a lot. You know, I got way stronger, way faster, um, you know, and I felt like I just got to sit there and really sit back and watch dudes like Diggs, Beasley, John Brown, and just everyone and really the pregame routines, post-practice routines and how they practice and really got to sit there, and, you know, like manifest all that stuff as a rookie. So I, f- I feel like it did help. That's cool. As 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 I like to tell a lot of people, all things work to the good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So yeah, I love just your take on that. That sometimes you know, there's a feeling that 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 there's a higher power, right? That God is calling us to pull us back a little bit and kind of ground us a little. Um, I would love to know, and if you can't speak too much about it, that's fine. And I, I just I know that like there's a lot of like you know that, that you guys try to keep the doors tight as far as that goes. But we the NFL is a cutthroat business. It's very much you know here today, gone tomorrow. It is a business, no matter how tight the locker room is, no matter how good you guys are. A lot of times the, the, the business does what it set, what, what it does. What I'm kind of interested in, cause you talked about having a conversation with Bean. What was their take? Did they really kind of settle you in to under like, no, no, bro, this is good. Like, like you got to get right to get like, was, did they handle that like that? I mean, how did they handle that situation? Did they put you at ease. I guess that's my question. Yeah. I mean, we went into the, into training camp knowing that at some point in time that I had to get surgery because my shoulder was really messed up and mm. really wasn't stable. And it was just the fact of when, so, you know, our, you know, original plan going into it was, you know, kind of just play it by year, you know, play it by day and kind of just see, you know, what happens if it holds up well for the whole season, then boom, like we could just get it after the season. And then it ended up not holding up very well. So then it was kind of just a, you know, let's get it healthy. But yeah, as you kind of said, you know, him and then my agent as well kind of just reiterated to me, like, you know, like, bro, like you're going to feel way better, way more confident on the field, not having to worry about this thing in the shoulder. And it's a hundred percent. You'll be able to be physical how you want it you know, catch balls how you want to and, you know, do all that stuff. And, you know, you won't have to worry about it next year. So, you know, they kind of, you know, gave me like the brighter side of it. And, you know, at the time I was just looking at like, oh, dang, I don't get to play. Like I wish I could play, blah, blah. But, you know, we're doing so good this year and, you know, I want to be a part of it. But, you know, I feel like it it was, it happened for a reason. So. Yeah, for sure. So you hundred percent now, hundred percent healthy. Yeah, yeah. Had to feel good. No OTAs and mini camps, right? Just knowing the range of motion was there. Everything was good. Yeah, yeah, it felt great to be back out there. Dude, it's incredible the numbers that you put up uh, just just at Oregon with just like as you said, kind of like working through that injury. That's that's incredible. So it's good it's good to have you. Question qu- question I have is do you get starstruck is a little bit awe-inspiring when you walk onto a football field and you see Stefan Diggs, Cole mm-hmm. Beasley, some of these guys like is a little bit like dude, that's Stefan Diggs over there. <laughs> I mean, I, I, w- I would say, like, my first time definitely, like, meeting him and, like, being around all of them, it was kind of like, dang, like, I'm, I'm sitting in the same meeting room right now as all these guys who I've been watching since high school, college, like, talking about, you know, who's top five, who's the best, rada, rada, and, you know, and then I'm, you know, the next year I'm in the room with all these guys. So at first, you know, it kind of was, uh, you know, it kind of just was like a starstruck type thing. and. Mm-hmm. Now, as you get more used to it, you know, you kind of feel like you belong too. So, you know, it's just kind of like the best of both worlds. It's incredible. We've seen a lot on social media and just around just how tight not only that Bill's team is, you guys are in general, but even the wide receiver room. Like there was the video that came out at Christmas where I think you guys, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't you buy a truck? 
uh, yeah. for your wide receiver. Talk about that because you it's it's got to be a little bit, I don't know, strange because you guys get thrown into a room together. And obviously COVID probably helped that bond a little bit because all you had was each other. There was no going out on the town. There was no going places. Talk about that tightness in that room real quick, The just the, the, the camaraderie, the community that you have there. Yeah, I mean, the coaches do a great job just making sure that good people are in the room in general. And, you know, I think it starts with our wide receiver coach, too, Coach Chad. And he's a great dude, one of the best coaches I've ever had. And, you know, he uh, just loves the family aspect of things as well. So does Coach McDermott. And then, you know, we got all these guys in here. And I think it's a vet a vet driven room so you know like everyone wants to see everyone win you know there's not a lot of selfish players in our room you know you're not gonna have you know even though we might be in competition it's not gonna sit here and like affect you know our relationships you know on and off the field so you know i, I love being a part of the room and we have a lot of fun man like on and off the field so it's, it's definitely a great room to be a part of it seems very intentional by the coaching staff as well as the front office. Uh, I know that that you had said in a previous interview that you had a bunch of interviews, I think, with the Bills and Brandon Bean. They weed those me guys out early. And we saw it when Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott got to Buffalo. The first thing they did was start moving guys off this roster. Guys that surprised Bills fans. Guys like Sammy Watkins. You, you move up to four to get Sammy Watkins and all of a sudden the new coach comes in and it's like, yeah. We're going to move on. And it's surprising. So it seems like they're very intentional about finding guys that are the right fits, like character first. Usually we want talent first, right? They seem to be very character first and talent is just as important, but character, right? Yeah. I mean, definitely. That's what they harp throughout, you know, just everything is just, you know, being good people, you know, being smart, you know, being able to play through stuff, being tough and just, you know, all, all those things. And they definitely love, you know, good people. And it's definitely just a, a family aspect. I mean, it, it reminds me a lot of, you know, me being at Oregon State, which is why I like it a lot here, because I, you just get to feel full family environment on the team and the city and like everything. So, you know, I, I feel like it's great for a lot of players. City of good neighbors. It's it's uh, it's called the city of good neighbors for a reason. So, no, it's great. It's absolutely great having you here. And Bill's Mafia is in love with this football team and this the culture that's being built here in this staff. It's it's really incredible. Um Obviously, when you're around those guys, when you talk about that wide receiver room and it's it's tight and there's talent there and you know, you, you, you've spoken to the community and there's, there's nobody there that's, that's selfish. There's no me guys there clear, clearly being around those kind of players. It's going to make you better. What are just a few things that you've learned from, from veterans like Diggs and like Beasley, like when they pull you aside or from you watching them, what is it? Is, I, I'm guessing work ethic is probably part of it. Uh, but what is it that you've taken away? Like big nuggets that you've taken away from those guys? Yeah. I mean, definitely, definitely work ethic for sure. And then I think, you know, each one has kind of taught me their own little thing, like in their own way. I feel like um, Cole Beasley, man, like it's a testament to him. You know, there's a reason that he's, you know, over 30 years old, but still putting up career high numbers in the league. And that's because of the way that he he rehabs and take care of his body. So he's kind of taught me that and just the importance of that. And he always tells me, you know, if I would have started doing what I'm doing now at a younger age, I'd play even five more years and I'd be even better. So he always like kind of harps to me and a lot of the young guys, you know, to take care of your body and, you know, stay in the training room and make sure that you're on top of stuff before, you know, you get injured. And then I feel like, you know, Diggs just kind of teaches me, you know, how to, he taught me the biggest thing I would say to really study myself um, more, more than anything else, because, you know, he, he tells me, you know, it's good to take stuff from me and, 
you know, takes up from whatever, Mike Evans or Devontae Adams and, like, all these great wideouts and stuff. But he was like, at the end of the day, like, you do stuff different than they do. Like, you run different than they do. You cut different than they do. You might catch the ball better than them, but they might, you know, be a little bit faster or whatever. So he was like, the more you study yourself, study your weaknesses, study what you need to work on, you know, then the better off, you know, you know your tendencies and the better off you will be. So I feel like just, you know, things like that, just day in and day out and watching them work on you know, the stuff that they want to fix, you know, it, it kind of inspires me to do the same. Yeah. It's super good. Is it, is it, where do you fall? Is it, I, I guess the question that I want to ask or how I want to frame it is, is it contagious when you see, cause it was surprising to me to watch Stefan Diggs last year in off season uh, when he first got here and just through some of the training camp, when we would see the little bit of video that we got, if he ran a route wrong or didn't like it, he would, no, no, no. Like he'd almost back everybody up and was like, I'm going to run that route again. And if Josh didn't necessarily put the ball exactly where he wanted, or he didn't feel like they were on the same page, he would make sure that they ran it again. Is that contagious for you guys? Is that like, no, no, we're going to get this right right now. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely, it happens to all the wide out room now. I mean, you can run a, a, a post or a go ball that's like 50 yards and that ball is not completed and you know everyone wants you to come back and get another one which sometimes could be tiring because you're like dang <laughs> ran 50 yards and i'm already tired and, but you know you kind of got to push through it so i feel like it makes everyone mentally tough and a little bit you know more physically tough as well for sure have you seen the movie the replacements i gotta set this question up no nah. Okay, so Keanu Reeves was in a movie, The Replacements, just about a strike year and, you know, obviously a fictional thing. And there's a there's a scene where Clifford Franklin, who's a wide receiver, uh, the strike is about to end and they're playing a, a team that had crossed the line and come back uh, to, to, the, to, to playing again. And Clifford Franklin's sitting there and he, like, looks at the defensive back across the field from him. He's like, yo, man, can I get your autograph after the game? Because he was starstruck. And I think that's kind of a question that I have for you. When you line up in practice in 27 standing there, Tredavious White, who's considered – you know, a top three to five, uh, you know, defensive back in the league. What's your mindset? Like when you're looking at this guy, is it like, no, I'm going to beat this guy. Is it a little, is it a little bit like, I don't know what he's going to do to me. I mean, where do you, where does that fall for you? I mean, I mean, I think a mindset is definitely just to be to compete, you know, and just to get both of us better. And uh, I mean, those are the challenges that you want as a as a wide receiver. I mean, especially me as a young guy, you know, I'm not used to seeing, you know, just pro boys every day in practice and stuff like that. So seeing Davis White all the time is, you know, like most of the time, sometimes he's guarding digs and stuff. So when I am matched up on him, you know, I got to try to take advantage of it and, you know, try to get my best effort out of it to make him better, but also make myself better. And, you know, I think, you know, going up against guys like that is just rare. So you have to definitely just kind of cherish the moment and kind of just be competitive with it too because even if he wins a rep, like, he's going to show you stuff that your average corner isn't going to show you because, you know, he's better than your average corner. So I feel like, you know, you want to go against him and help you learn and, you know, you could grow from that. Does that culture that you guys have in the wide receiver room in the sense of wanting to help each other, does that transcend and go across the other side too? So does Trey or any of those defensive backs ever give you tips? Hey, if you want to beat me, you did this. It'd be better if you did that. Did they ever give you those, those tips? Yeah, definitely. I mean, from doing releases after practice to watching film or seven on seven reps, you know, they'll definitely always chime in on, you know, what, what they were seeing versus what we were seeing. And, you know, like, we kind of just always communicate, especially in the locker room and stuff. So, you know, that, that's why, you know, I love the team, man. It's a very family-oriented team, and everyone wants to see everyone win. It seems like you guys have a lot of fun, too. Trey's just the, the epitome of just having a, having a good time. Even on the regular football field, he's just always, 
always having fun. Uh, speaking of having fun, Josh Allen is another one of those guys. Uh, I just want to read a quote from Josh Allen that he said about you when he was asked, I, I believe during minicamp, he said, you're a longer bodied guy, surprisingly quick. And he's not talking about long speed, uh, but he's got that too. Just short area quickness, getting off a jam and getting a good release. He can do a lot of different things. They've been moving in between the X and the Z. So he's got the ability to play multiple positions, which, you know, in a Dable, he didn't say this, but in a Dable offense, that's important. Uh, you see him high point, a nice throw ball, uh, thrown ball today, go up and get it. And not everyone has that ability to do that. You're obviously tall. His body control has been fantastic. Uh, beyond that, he's a guy that likes to have fun. He's He has good energy. He's a fun guy to be around. Never a bad moment for him. He's enjoying the process. What's it like hearing Josh Allen, the, the, the guy that you know played out of his mind last year, uh, number two in MVP votes, took his football team to the AFC Championship. What's it like hearing him talk to you, talk about you to the media like that? I mean, it's definitely a, a great moment to have, you know, the quarterback really sitting here and, you know, uh, sticking up for you and uh, kind of vouching for you in the same way. And, um, you know, it, it does give you a little bit more motivation and help you, you know, kind of realize that all the hard work that I have been putting in, you know, some people are starting to notice it, but it's definitely tells me and myself that I need to keep going and I need to, you know, push forward a little bit more. But, you know, it's definitely uh, exciting. And, you know, Josh is a great guy. He's a team first guy and um, probably one of the most selfless players I've I've ever been around. You know, he'll take the fall for any game before he blames anybody. So, you know, I mean, that's what you love to see in a quarterback. Yeah, for sure. You, you definitely want the, the general to take it, right? You want the general to say, look, at the end of the day, it, it, it's my fault. If something went wrong, it's my fault at the end of the day. The grind that you guys go through, and it, it seems to be top to bottom. I don't know if it comes from McDermott. I don't know if it's example set by the players. It's something that I, I'm old, bro. Like, I'm 48. So I've been a Bills fan since, like, I the first games I remember, like, the early 80s, Joe Cribs, Jerry Butler, Joe Ferguson, sitting there with my grandfather watching football. I've been a Bills fan for a long time, and this team just strikes different. Like, the, the grind just doesn't stop for any of you guys. Josh Allen, like grinding in the offseason, OTAs happen, minicamps happen. He's obviously here. There's some guys that stayed away, and that's fine. They're allowed to do that. It's voluntary. Uh, but then, like, as soon as, like, you guys get the break, he's off with Jordan Palmer, like, working out. It pays dividends. But Josh is the guy, like, literally, and I think you guys all do it, too. Like, you know, the, the last game of the season, Monday comes, locker clean out, and it's like I got a list of stuff I got to work on. And he's obviously been working. All that to say this or ask this question do you see a different Josh now than you saw last year when you guys were working out early? Like, do you see, like Josh made a huge step last year. Do you see a different, more mature Josh even still this year? Yeah. You could tell that he definitely, um, you know, so just once that, once that extra win, you know, to really get to that Super Bowl and really uh, bring Super Bowl back here to Buffalo. And, you know, he just, he has that in him and he wants the rest of the team to have that in them just as bad as well. And, you know, his, his work, I think is great. He's willing to stay after practice or do whatever for anybody, anytime. He knows the playbook great. Um, like you said, he's working in the off season and he's definitely a fun, great guy to bring around. He brings great energy to the offense. I mean, he's, if you're ever like down one day, you know, like you see Josh, like you just automatically like, get up just because he's in a great mood. And like, he, he, loves his job and you know that's that's great to see in your quarterback yeah it's incredible the personalities that they've put together on this football team this isn't buffalo isn't a, a town of of super like like celebrity superstar status type people buffalo is a, a town of like everyday normal down-to-earth people and they've assembled an incredible team of those types like you and obviously josh and all those guys like it's just incredible harrison phillips like just all the guys that i can think of even cole like cole coming from texas and being with dallas as long as he was there's just that team isn't filled with guy that I love Dion. So I'm not knocking Dion, but you know what I'm saying? Like that Dion Sanders type, like the team isn't full of those guys. They're just very all down to earth dudes, Definitely. which is, which is sweet. Um, so 
I did a I did a monologue. So I went I got to go to the the Bills Colts game last year the, the the playoff game because I'm a season ticket holder and we've got pretty good seniority. And I did a big post game. My show's a post game show so that the over the Bills fans overreact about everything. So that's where that name comes from the overreaction. I don't overreact. Bills fans just do it. Uh so I just kind of feed off of that. My show, my whole entire show is about trying to bring the 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 feeling that the the fan felt the every fan felt on the couch on Sunday like how did I feel I try to bring that back to them on Monday morning but I did a big monologue just kind of drive into the stadium how I felt and what it meant to me and like for the first time and one of the big things was and and where I'm going with this question one of the big big things was is like we've got a football team that's 13 and three. 13 and three they've won 13 football games this is this is the second second time the Bills have won 13 games it's arguably one of the best seasons the Bills have ever had. And this team has never met Bill's mafia and the mafia has never met them. And it's a very simple, like kind of connection to you as well. How excited are you to meet Bill's mafia on opening day? And I'm, I'm super excited. I'm, I, I know just even for the preseason game that we have, it's going to be probably packed and loud and crazy. And I can't even imagine opening day, you know, versus Steelers. I mean, that's, that's going to be nuts, but you know, all I've heard from this point is just stories of, you know, fans at training camp and this and that. And, you know, how, you know, crazy and fun they are and, you know, how many autographs you're going to sign and this and that. So, you know, I definitely just can't wait for it because it's just from what I've heard so far, it just seems like an exciting, crazy time. Yeah, it's it's uh, so, yeah, I've got I've got practice tickets to take my daughter McKenna to two of the games or two of the practices, the Wednesday one. And I think, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the other Saturday ones. And then opening day is going to be I, I there probably has never been an a, 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 this much of an anticipated opening day for the Buffalo Bills probably ever i haven't missed i think i've missed one opening game one home opener since 1997 and this one by far and away i mean the ticket prices are outrageous i don't know if you've seen the ticket prices on the secondary market i saw some of them it's, it's nuts if you get a set you might want to just sell them like just straight <laughs> up like move them <laughs> 500 bucks a piece or something like that it's tough because it's like man that almost pays my whole season i might just sell a <laughs> ticket here or there like it's 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 insane but uh bro i i appreciate having you on i can't wait i when i said at the top of the show that you're probably the most anticipated player coming into camp coming into training camp and into preseason this year it's do you feel that do you feel that weight at all that like bill's mafia is really excited about you I mean, yeah, I definitely feel it a little bit just because, you know, I got drafted last year and kind of had some expectations from some people and then got hurt. So I know uh, definitely a lot of people are kind of waiting to see. And, you know, I mean, I'm waiting to get back out there and actually playing some preseason games and some real games, too. So, you know, it makes, you know, a lot of us are excited for it. So, you know, I'm, I'm definitely ready to. Yeah, dude. Well, you know that I'm rooting for you. You know that uh, the family that you got here in Buffalo is rooting for you. We're all rooting for you, man. It's it's it's. Mafia means family, and that's uh, you're part of the you're part of the family at this point. But uh, I, I, I want to thank you for coming on for giving me the time, uh, ladies and gentlemen. This has been Isaiah Hodgins. Uh, I'm gonna give you a little bit of a go Bills. Give me a go Bills, Isaiah. Go Bills. So that is what's up. That is what's up. That that interview. I'm just going to say that interview was fire, bro. <laughs> I don't know, man, special shout out, special thanks to Isaiah Hodgins, uh, as well as his wife, Maya, uh, for allowing him to be on, uh, not that he had to ask permission, but as families go, uh, obviously anytime that you're away from the family, it's, it's kind of a big deal. So thank you to both Isaiah and Maya for, for letting Isaiah be on the show with me. Um, that was fun for me. He was very candid. Um, it was incredible to hear him talk about just a couple of the, of the things that he did as it pertains to just 
being on the field with Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley and some of these guys being on the field with Josh Allen, being on the field with, uh, you know, uh, Tredavious white, like in what that means. And it's man, if, if, if your blood it w- isn't pumping now, or if it wasn't pumping, then it should be pumping now. But uh, what I want to do is I want to bring on uh, uh, for the bills mafia time to shine. And he's uh, currently not, he's, he's in the green room, but he's not, <laughs> his camera's not on yet. So as soon as this, Oh, now his camera's on. So, but uh, you, you hear him and see him in the chat often. And uh, the man, if I'm not mistaken, joined Twitter because of uh, the fanatic shows between Judge, myself, Tilt Money, Jay Spence, and some others, uh, possibly Rico. He finally joined Twitter because of all of us. But uh, he, he, I, I've commented in the past that I want to make him my producer just because he corrects me whenever I'm wrong. But ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome to the show for the Bills Mafia Time to Shine, uh, something I don't do very often. Uh, Chris Jenke, the real Chris Jenke. Uh, Chris Jenke, what's up, my man? What's up, Joe? Can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay. We were going to do a little audio and video check before uh, we jumped on. However, uh, Chris was having a trouble, little trouble getting on, uh, logged in. So no, no worries. But uh, yeah, dude, I got you. How you doing tonight? I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for having me on. I uh, I had a little battle with technology, but I won. So I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel I feel that pain. What we want to do, and and we need a little bit of help from the chat section. So Chris and I, for the last couple minutes of this, of this show uh, are going to talk about the wide receiver room and the wide receiver room right now. I'm going to use the word stacked and yeah. I mean stacked in two words, stacked, meaning there's some serious talent there and stacked, meaning there's a lot of them. And what we want to do is I want to go through it with Chris's help and maybe predict what we think the wide receiver room is going to look like when the 53 man roster uh, uh, comes to fruition. Chris, Kristen Kimmick says, Chris Yankee. This yeah, makes right. <laughs> I, met, uh, I met her for the first time a couple shows ago. Oh, very cool. That's really cool. And I follow her on Twitter. Yo, Brian. Yeah, everybody's everybody's showing love to uh, the real to the real Chris Janky, Richard. I can't, believe, I can't believe I'm on the overreaction live <laughs> podcast, man. I'm, I'm so happy, bro. I'm on it every week. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we're gonna go through the uh, like I said, the the Bills wide receiver room here real quick, and I'm gonna give you names, and I'm not asking okay. you to necessarily. We can talk about it. So I'm gonna give it to you, and then I'm gonna go through them every wide receiver that's on this roster okay. and then we're, we're going to go through them kind of slowly. Right. Right. So obviously Stefan Diggs is on this football team, Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, Isaiah Hodgins, who we just heard from. And I'm going to be honest with you, bro. Mm-hmm. It's hard not to root for that guy. Oh yeah, absolutely. He, I mean, seems, he seems like such a stand up guy. And, and Joe, you mentioned that you've talked to him more than uh, a few times. Cause yes. uh, you know, him personally, right. I mean, right. It's your church, right? Correct. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Side sidebar, Zach Moss, Chris, uh, Zach Moss, Isaiah Hodgins and Greg Rousseau were in church this morning and my daughter McKenna lost her mind, <laughs> <laughs> lost her mind. She was, you want I've never, so I've never been starstruck and I've been, so mm-hmm. I, I was a former recording artist and I've done a lot of touring and I've played a lot with a lot of like huge names and I've met, hockey players and I've met like Buffalo Sabres. I've met football players and I've never really been starstruck, starstruck, starstruck. And McKenna today was like, 
Oh my gosh. Like it was, it was, it was, it was, it was a precious moment for me as a dad. And I got to introduce her to Greg and I got to Groot and to, to mm-hmm. Zach Moss. She's met Isaiah McKenzie or Isaiah Hodgins in the past. Um, but, uh, did I say Isaiah McKenzie the first time? I hope not. So whatever. No, you're, you know, good. you're good. You know, the okay, three I'll, I'm correct, about, so. I'll correct you in person if you make them. <laughs> <laughs> so she was absolutely starstruck, but yeah, he's, he's a tough dude not to root for, yeah. um, for a lot of reasons. Not only the, the news and the reports that we hear from uh, the, the media about him, that those that have gotten to see him, but also when you just hear him talk and how grounded and down to earth he is, he's just, he's just an easy guy to root for. But Isaiah Hodgins, Tanner Gentry, Isaiah McKenzie, Duke Williams, Brandon Powell, Marcus Stevenson, Jake Kumaro, Lance Lenore. Literally, that is who is in this wide receiver room. I'm going to give them to everybody in Bills Mafia again. Stephon Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, Gabriel Davis, Isaiah Hodgins, Tanner Gentry, Isaiah McKenzie, Duke Williams, Brandon Powell, Marquez Stevenson, Jake Kumaro, Lance Lenore. That is a full room. Yeah, it is. is a very, very, very full room. So what we're going to do, and I don't know if you had the opportunity. I sent you a little bit of note. Uh, but I don't know that uh, if you had the opportunity to uh, maybe do some homework and kind of go through this, but I'm, I'm going to go through them slowly. Okay. And the first four are pretty easy, right? I mean, we know that Stefan Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, Gabriel Davis are making this football team. Yeah, I agree. Totally. So then I'm going to give you Isaiah Hodgins, obviously Tanner Gentry, who has quite a bit of, quite a bit of a relationship. He's got a working relationship with Josh Allen because they went to college together. Yep. Isaiah McKenzie. We all know about little dirty. We all know what Isaiah McKenzie brings to this football team, whether it's through jet sweeps, whether it's through the potential of punt returns, the potential of kick returns. We all know Isaiah McKenzie. I would work for candy for the Buffalo bills. (laughs) Yep. Duke Williams. We're all very familiar with Duke Williams. We know what Duke for the most part brings to the table. Yeah. This is where it gets a little more fuzzy. Brandon Powell is a special teamer. The Bills signed Brandon Powell basically because of his, his special team's capabilities. Marcus mm-hmm. Stevenson, rookie for the Buffalo Bills, who has kick return ability, never returned a punt. Jake Kumaro, touchdown Jesus. Yep. Need I say more? I don't really need to say. Everybody knows who. I mean, he's a, he's the guy that, re, that that caught the touchdown pass in the Denver game on that brilliant throw that probably Josh Allen and two other quarterbacks in the NFL can potentially make. Yeah, that was a la- That was a laser. And uh, the last one being Lance Lenore, uh, who has not played a snap in the NFL in 2019 or 2020. Uh, there's there's a little bit. He's a very big unknown. He's not. He's basically played in seven or eight games. He's been with the Dow, the Cowboys, I think, for the last two or three years. Uh, mm-hmm. He's not played nineteen or twenty. Uh, he did return a lot of kicks and punts in college. However, he has no NFL experience in, in uh, returning kicks or punts. So we know that the Bills are four. So the first question I would have for you: mm-hmm. Are the Bills keeping six wide receivers, or are they keeping seven? Oh man, that's, that's a really, really good question. Um, and I keep honestly, depending on the week, I keep sort of flip-flopping back and forth on it. (laughs) Um, but the more I think about it, Joe, I think, so I think if they keep seven, it's because they really fear a guy like, uh, Isaiah Hodgins, Mm. uh, Marquez Stevenson, Jay Kumro is going to get claimed off of waivers and won't make it to practice squad. I would agree. So I, I think, but I really think they're going to keep six. Um, 
and I, you know, I just, I think that's the way it's going to shake out because I think they have serious depth at other positions where they're going to want to keep extra guys as well, like defensive end. Uh, you know, they got some really good depth at linebacker. Their offensive line depth is pretty good. I mean, they also, you know, invested two draft picks in, uh, in offensive tackles. So um, I think they're going to keep six. Um, right. I, I gotta, I gotta wait till preseason to know who they are though. Right. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, Brian, Brian Bauer says it, we all know who the top four are already after that, it gets intriguing. And yeah. I, I want to, I've, I've said it a couple times on the hotline. I may have said it here. I want to warn Bill's Mafia. So if you're watching me currently live on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, Twitter, whatever, or you're listening to this as a Buffalo Rumblings podcast, the Buffalo Bills are going to cut some people this year that is going to have Bill's Mafia like, what? You cut yep. that guy? Like, yep. we're going to cut players this year that are going to be starters on teams in 2021 because they're that deep on the offensive line, on the defensive line, potentially at linebacker, and in spades wide receiver in, yeah. in the wide receiver room. Like yeah. Josh Allen has talent in the wide receiver room. So we know to Brian Bauer's point, Diggs, Sanders, Beasley, Davis, they're making this football team. Yeah. There's an out, there's an outside chance that Sanders may not make this football team. However, if Sanders does, this is why I say that Emmanuel Sanders makes this football team be based on his contract. They save no money if they cut yeah. him. So if he doesn't make this football team, it's literally because Isaiah Hodgins, Isaiah McKenzie, Duke Williams, Marcus Stevenson, Jake Kumaro, somebody outplays him. Highly unlikely. Yeah. It's wildly unlikely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I have been the one that has said, and I don't disrespect John Brown. I love John Brown. All of Bill's Mafia loves John Brown. Emmanuel Sanders is a better wide receiver than John Brown. He just is. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. 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 So Diggs, yeah. Sanders, Beasley, Davis making this football team. So you've got two more spots. You've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys to choose from. Wow. Yeah. So the, the question is, is which two guys and who's returning kicks and punts for you? So for me, I, I, I've thought about this quite a bit. Um, I think the I think the last two positions are going to be Isaiah McKenzie. Um, I think again, it's my opinion, but hey, I'll give it to you. Give it um, to me. <laughs> I think McKenzie is pretty much close to a lock. Um, really? He yeah. I think he would have to really. Um, I think he would have to you know muff one or two punts in in the preseason to not make the roster. Cause he, even if you don't have him as your punt returner or kick returner, he still gives you value as a receiver, as a gadget guy. Um, and they know what they have with him, right? He's been on the roster since they claimed him in 2018 when Denver cut him. Right. Um, so he's my fifth guy and I'm almost like 95% sure he makes it, you know, and I'm rooting for the guy. Mm -hmm. It's so hard, Joe, not to love all of these guys. You all know, they're all, they're all awesome. You know, um, and then I think the sixth guy is the guy that you just interviewed. I, I think it's Hodgins. I really do. Um, and I was thinking about this a lot as well, but I think he brings another dimension to the wide receiver room that I don't, I, cause he's, he's your, he's your tall go up and get it guy. He's long. 
Um, I think he's potentially a red zone threat. Um, and he's, you know, he's got great hands. You know, we, we've all, we've all preached the Isaiah Hodgins gospel, right. About yep, all the yep. things that we think he can do. Um, he's going to get a chance to show it. We're all excited to see him. Um, but I think he just brings a different dimension to the wide receiver room. If you can do something that not the, the other guys can't do as well, you differentiate yourself and you give yourself a better chance to make the team. Absolutely. So. Isaiah Hodgins, just for Bill's mafia to understand, he brings from a body type standpoint, he is completely different from everybody else on that flip, football team. I think Diggs is six, one or six, two Sanders is short. Beasley is short. Gabriel, Gabriel Davis is I think six, one or six, two yep. Hodgins is six foot four. He's yep. a bigger, longer. He's got long arms. I can tell you from standing next to him, he's a big old boy. He's not, He's not girthy in his frame, but he's long and lanky, very similar to what I would could probably consider Plaxico Burris. Plaxico Burris was long, lanky, uh, David Nelson, if that makes any sense. Yep. But there's something about, and I said this on the hotline on Wednesday with Sterling Furrow, I was excited about uh, uh, Stevie Johnson when he got drafted by the Bills. And I don't know how many people were on Twitter that are in the comments section now or listening to this podcast, but by and large, people thought Stevie from Kentucky was like off this roster. He, they drafted him in the seventh round as a flyer yeah. training camp fodder. He's not going to mean anything. And I was like, no, no, no. This kid made waves in Kentucky. He did well in Kentucky. I think he's got a chance. And sure enough, you know, Stevie went on to become the first wide receiver in Bill's history to have three consecutive thousand yard seasons. Isaiah's numbers. They're not akin to Stevie Johnson's, but they're similar. Like he played good football. Yeah, Oregon State at Oregon State. He's not a slouch, right? No, not at all. Not at all. And he was, you know, you think about it and you go, okay, uh, you know, Hodgins was a sixth round pick. So you go, okay, sixth rounder, you know, that's not exactly high draft status. But you got to remember that wide receiver class from that draft was stacked. It's stacked with all wide receiver room is. You know, we got, I mean, we got Gabriel Davis in the fourth round and look at how well he produced. Right. So, I love the I love the 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 comparison that you make, Joe, with Stevie Johnson. And I, I I'm not I'm not here to crown Isaiah Hodgins the next Stevie Johnson. I'm not going to do that. Um, I want him to be the next Isaiah Hodgins. That's what I want him to be. <laughs> but <laughs> he's very similar in that he's he gets open. He's he's a good short intermediate route runner. If you ever watch Stevie Johnson play football and run routes. He gets open, but he's, he's not a burner. He's not the fastest guy right, in the world. Right. Right. Um, Hodgins is very similar in that same way. Um, I also remember when Stevie Johnson was a rookie, I remember reading camp reports and reading stuff from, you know, Chris Brown, who was the bills beat writer say, watch out for the Stevie Johnson, uh, you know, kid. Um, he looks really good in camp. And I heard the same things last off season about Gabriel Davis and Isaiah Hodgins. Yep, it's, yep. Just a, it's just a shame. We didn't get a chance to see Hodgins play at all last year. So the, the good news is, is with the, with the injury that he had that how productive he was. And you heard him in the, in the interview say, I'm healthy. Like for the first yeah. time in a long time, I'm healthy. Richard Rush says, if you look at Hodgins times at Indy, his short shuttle was great in and out of breaks fast, which makes up for the slight slower 40 time. Here's the thing. I don't remember if he said it in the interview, if he said it to me off air, but he told me that like that year off allowed him to get faster. So he got, he, he gained weight. He got stronger. He got faster. He got healthy. And so for me, 
it, it, it's not it's not uh, widely known, but it's not unknown either that on the Joe Marino podcast that I listed H- Hodgins in my top ten of players most important to potentially like bring future success to the Buffalo Bills, and the reason is is like some of the guys on our team, Sanders, Beasley, are old. If the Bills can strike gold in Isaiah Hodgins, yeah. and he can find a way, he's never going to be Cole Beasley. To your point. We just want Isaiah Hodgins to be Isaiah Hodgins. But if he can become that slot guy to replace Beasley, Beasley's contract is up this year. If the Bills don't resign him, that's draft capital. The Buffalo Bills don't have to spend on a wide receiver. If they can strike gold on this kid, it's going to be important to me. So you've got six, Hodgins, McKenzie. So Isaiah squared. I'm going to go a little different, and I'm waffling on this thing. And it literally changes <laughs> not day by day for me, but it almost changes day by day. Diggs, Sanders, Beasley, Davis. I think Hodgins makes this football team for me. I almost wonder if McKenzie's going to make the team. I wonder if they Stevenson over McKenzie or they keep McKenzie and Stevenson and then find some way to shuffle the rest of the guys in the practice squad. It'll be interesting <laughs> to see how they, excuse me, how they figure out this, this special team situation. Cause to Jay Spence's point, we all love it. Well, not all of us love Andre Roberts, but all, a lot of us love Andre Roberts. Jay Spence really loves him. I don't understand why that dude's not on this football team. Yeah. That's a huge hole to replace. Mm-hmm. And right now there's very much a line them up and see who works. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They, I, really, they really attack the punt returner this off season. They really attack the kick returner, punt returner position the same way they did in 2019 with offensive line, which is just sign a bunch of guys, bring in competition. Right. So yep, yep. back McKenzie, they drafted Stevenson. Uh, they signed Brandon Powell. Uh, Lance Lenore has some kick return, punt return ability. Um, pretty sure Tanner Gentry returned punts in college. Not sure if he's done it in the pros. Um, so so they, they, they brought some guys around, um, and you know, you, you hope you can, but but, but, man, you're right. Losing Andre Roberts, man. I mean, those fans aren't going to realize how good we had it with him, you know? Yep. For sure. I love this comment from Vlad and I'm going to give you a why, uh, before I let you go, the only knock on Hodgins is the speed, which he claims he has improved. He, he openly admits that he did not run a good 40 time at the combine, uh, and that his speed has gotten better. He's having a hard time against press coverage. I don't know that that's true. First of all, second of all, Hodgins right now, at least is going to be the fourth, fifth guy on the field when they're running four and five wide receiver sets, which means if you've got, Diggs Sanders Beasley on that football team or Diggs Sanders Beasley Davis on that football team and Hodgins is out there. The guy that he's going to pull is going to be some third string nickel dude or a safety. That's not going to be able to cover him. Right. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Right. Who, who are you going to, who are you going to, who are you going to leave, you know, one-on-one or, or whatever, you know, I mean, yeah, come on for sure. The real Chris Janke, ladies and gentlemen. Bro, I appreciate you uh, being willing to jump on. I think I asked you about 30 minutes before the show started. Hey, you want to you jump on with me? <laughs> but uh, I was going to put in the comment section anyways, Joe. So, hey, you know. You're, you're a staple. You're a staple. You, on, yeah, you are. Uh, you are. We are blessed to have you uh, along with everybody else in the comment section. Like it's the reality is, Chris, is you guys make this whole thing fun for us. So Jay Spence would tell you, Sterling Furrow, Rico would tell you, like yeah. uh, uh, Judge and Tilt Money, and like everybody would tell you that you guys in the comments section, Brian Bowers, Richard uh, Rush, Vlad, John Herring, I mean, and I'm just looking at the people that are there right now, like everybody that's there, like you guys make this whole thing fun for us. Uh, so 
on behalf of all of us, all the content creators across all the networks, let me just say thank you, Chris, uh, just for, <laughs> for just for being in and on the shows. We appreciate you. Uh, but uh, I'm going to cut you loose, and then I'm going to wrap this thing up. So, uh, uh, yeah, why don't you tell everybody where to find you on Twitter, first of all? Okay. Uh, you can find me at Real Chris Janky, which is just – the name that you see at the bottom there. Oops, the other side. Uh, you you now see the reality phone. of pointing at the screen. It's like yeah. this ain't working. <laughs> uh, Joe, you know, you know why? I, uh, how I came up with the the real in front of it? Do you know how I came up with it? Give it to me. Okay, so I was not on Twitter, but last year I was in all of the you know different Buffalo live streams, right? Yep. So uh, Judge Mathis, you know Steve Mathis, who's uh, you know with the Buffalo fanatics. Yep. Um, every week he would change his name to something different. Uh, one, one week he was fat Kenny G. I mean, it I was remember. just, it was hilarious. Right. So one week I'm, I'm putting in all these takes and he's highlighting everyone. Cause I'm, I'm so on fire. Right. I guess I'm just awesome. Right. <laughs> and he goes, and he goes, this week I'm going to change my name to Chris Janicki Stan because he's just, he's, he's, he's so, he's so on point today. I remember so that for a while and it, it compelled, I had to get on Twitter after that. Right. I had to get on Twitter <laughs> after that. And after I did, I said, okay, this guy's got my name. I got to distinguish myself from him. So that's why I made it, you know, real Chris Janky. It, it just <laughs> there are no imposters. You are the real. So everybody go give uh, the real Chris Janky, which is why we all say the real Chris Janky and all of us do it. Like everybody across every network calls you the real Chris Janky. Yeah. So it's awesome. I'll take so, it. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, so everybody that's uh, if you're on Twitter, if you're listening and you're on on Twitter, go ahead and follow at uh, at Real Chris Janky. Uh, it's J A H N K E. You will not uh, be disappointed. But uh, I'm gonna cut you loose, brother. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Give me a go, Bills. Go Bills. We'll talk to you soon, bro. See ya. Thank you so much. Yep. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to the Overreaction Sports Podcast, brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. I'm your host the voice of the overreaction sports podcast. My name is Joe Miller and you can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller wired and uh, do me a favor, jump in, follow me. If you're on Twitter, follow me. Uh, I will follow you back and I will not unfollow you unless you tweet porn. Uh, that is my one guarantee. Also follow me on Facebook. If you can find me on Facebook, follow me. It's just Joe Miller three, I think. And then same thing with Instagram, follow me on Instagram. Uh, I love the interaction. I love to be just uh, connected to you guys. I am you. I am the every fan. Uh, basically I'm doing this thing just to connect with y'all. So do me a favor and, uh, uh Oh, uh Oh, uh, Brian Bauer says he's going to be in Buffalo at the end of August, bro. We got to connect. We got to connect. We got to connect. My, my little sister says, Jamie Hanlon says, this is a great show. Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> but Brian, we got to connect, bro. Vlad, I appreciate the love. Uh, but uh, yeah, Chris, thank you so much for being a part of the show. So on behalf of myself, I'm having the real Chris Janky. On behalf of Isaiah Hodgins, I just want to thank you guys all for tuning in again. Uh, if you have not yet subscribed to the Buffalo Rumblings YouTube network, please subscribe to the Buffalo uh, Rumblings YouTube. Also like this video so that we can get our metrics up. But with that, I love y'all. Appreciate appreciate y'all. I'm super thankful to Rumblings for giving me this platform, this opportunity. Super thankful to the Market Dominator for John Spazcheck for giving me this opportunity. Love my guy Jay Spence. Love all my uh, my cohorts in in Rumblings and love all the content creators. Peace and love all the way around. We'll talk to you guys later. Go Bills. Go Bills.